Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez and checking in from Oakland, Mr. Owen Evans himself. How you doing, sir? It's quite windy up here now. I'm starting to get worried. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's picking oh, up man. a lot, the wind, yeah. So we I'm might assuming need to through this for a little bit, Ramon. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the reason the shots kept flying off, too, during the game. So I don't know. We'll it wasn't quite that windy then, though, I'll be <laughs> honest. It feels like it's picking up now. <laughs> oh, man, I was trying to cover for them. But uh, if you guys uh, weren't aware, Rising get their third straight tie, a 0-0 draw in Oakland. Uh, not the best performance. You know, I uh, I do want to talk about the numbers before we get to talk about uh, what, what uh, Rick Shantz had to say after the game. So 0-0 uh, draw, not, not super... Uh, you know, a, a typical rising game, I guess, lately that you might say 0-0 zero, zero goals, possession most uh, uh, controlled by Oakland, 17 shots by Oakland, uh, seven shots on target for them in five corners. And then for rising, uh, a, a lot lower than their last game, that's for sure. But 11 shots uh, uh, in total, two only on target, and then four corners in total for rising. So those are the, the stats for you by the numbers. Uh, thank you to our producer, Sean, for getting those up. But, Owen, you were able to speak to Rick Schantz after the game regarding what happened tonight. Uh, what can we start with? What, what did you ask him? Let's just kick off with his opening thoughts on the match. I thought uh, game plan was very good. Uh, I think the guys executed fantastically, except for the final third. Our offensive transition, we lacked a bit quality. Some poor decisions, I think. But um, overall, you know... Uh, it's a shame. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at, at the red card to Cozy. I think was unjust. Uh, I think they were a bit aggressive when he was on the ground and he was trying to get himself out of it and for safety. So uh, I completely disagree with that red card. Uh, it, it, I, I don't even. He said that there was a punch thrown. Nobody sees it on video, so it's a shame. Um, overall, I, I I'm pleased with the guys. It's three games in in seven or eight days and 270 minutes of you know shutout so uh the, the commitment is there the work rate is there it's fantastic i uh, can't take anything away from the boys so yeah yeah those were the opening thoughts from rick on this game uh, of course as he mentioned that's now three straight nil nil draws uh they haven't conceded a goal in that time they of course haven't scored a goal in that time um it, it's as michael's putting out there it's yeah, it's over 300 minutes of no goals for Phoenix Rising. So, yeah, it's been a I struggle, do, hasn't it? Let's be real. No, I do agree with, with the fact that, well, first of all, Rising looked a lot better in the first half than they did in the second half. Uh, I thought they were able to move the ball well effectively. Now, when it got to the final third, that's a, that's an entire complete, uh, completely uh, different story because either Antu wasn't connecting, Santi was just giving a, a back cross, Hurst. Uh, not 
I don't know if I can if I like him playing in that position. Um, and yeah, just not nothing at goal uh, that, that really was really too dangerous. There was a Santi uh, shot a, uh, on target that went directly to the Oakland keeper. So besides that, I you know I didn't really see anything too you know dangerous from from the, those forwards tonight. No, and I think that the way that I summed it up at halftime was at Rising's counter pressing was better. Uh, they were winning the ball up the field. And so they're winning the ball in areas where you really can create some dangerous situations out of those. The problem was they couldn't take it to the next step. They couldn't turn mm. that into a dangerous chance, which actually leads us very perfectly into our next clip. I asked Rick what it was that was the reason behind that, why they couldn't take those dangerous situations and turn them into dangerous chances. Here's what he had to say. Grass. No, seriously, like... you. Both teams have to play on it, but in transition to be able to play fast and to play to feet, the, the ball slows down on anything in the air. Uh, it doesn't roll true. Guys were playing, if you play the ball flat on this surface, it slides to one way or the other. This is like playing on a pool table um, that's really slow. That's the best way I could describe it. But, but still, you know, you hope that just one moment of quality and right now we're just missing that. And uh, But overall, again, I thought that the, the execution of the game plan against a, a very difficult 3-4-2-1. Uh, they bring their 10s in. They hit the ball to the wingbacks. I thought Darnell was fantastic against Rito. And um, so I can say so many good things about our players tonight. I'm very happy for them. Uh, but we can't hurt ourselves patting, patting ourselves on the back. We have to get ready for another game on Saturday. I will say, in, in fairness, I did get the opportunity to walk on the uh, delightful field that you can see behind me here um mm. it's weirdly spongy it's very strange also um just a, a little update for some people they had to power wash part of it before the game because the referees came out to do the inspection and discovered that the uh, penalty area appeared to be about a yard too wide um yeah. so they had to repaint the, <laughs> like wash off the paint and repaint it um it may have been in that way for previous games. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> it was suggested by someone down next to the field that it had been that way for previous games. Again, I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it's. I can see this chat right now kind of blowing up as far as blaming the fact that there's no grass for the for the way the rising played or at least the transitional but uh, play. But I don't know, man. Like it's it's. It makes you question what you work on, you know, during practice. It's it's one of those things where if you're not going to be a team that's wanting to keep possession, then you're looking to counterattack or, or take advantage of any turnovers. And if you're not able to do that, then what's the identity here? And I think we've had this conversation before where it's it's rough to to see the state of the of the team right now because if you're not doing one, you're not doing the other one. And if you're trying to do something that's not working out for you, so it's it's a little rough. Um, what did you think of the of the front three uh, that started today uh, up top? I think that they did fine uh, to an extent, to as far as fine can really be in this. Look, R Richmond really, really missed a sitter. Let's be honest. That one breakaway in the first half, the ball is played to him by Aiden Quinn, and it is perfect, absolutely mm. perfect. And what does he do? He skies it. Look, yeah. you're not necessarily going to score that. You're not necessarily going to beat the goalkeeper, but you have to make him work. You mm -hmm. cannot sky that ball over that bar and just let it go out for a goal kick. You have to put something on target. If he had, we'd be looking at very possibly a very different game. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, were you were you able to t uh, speak with Rick about anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the forwards, of course, there was the change in the second half. Uh, they you know, we pulled off some of the guys. We saw Babakajai on the wing. We also got to see Lavin Jaune brought on as pretty much a centre forward. Uh, took me by surprise. Probably took you by surprise as well, Ramon, I guess. A little bit, yeah. Uh, a little I bit, really... right? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was I was about to toss into the video, so go straight ahead. Tell me what surprised you about that. No, I thought I honestly, I honestly thought they Hurst was going to slide over and then just play Laman on the side, uh, but that wasn't the case. So yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah. Well, anyway, here is what Rick had to say. I did ask him about why he chose to put Jaune up top. Speed. Uh, they were playing with the three at the back. They made a change because of that, I'm sure. Uh, but a, a very, very smart tactical foul on the breakaway to, to bring him down. Um, but we knew that we were 1v1 with their center back, and Richie was holding up, and they were really aggressive on Richie. So our, our thought was tell, John, tell uh, Lamine to check and go behind, and let's just drive one over the top, and it almost worked. I mean, just, there was that, that chance where uh, Lamin was able to earn a yellow card. So I, I could see the point that Rick was trying to make, but I don't I don't understand that either. So I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones where I, I get part of the appeal. The problem is, is that you do have to combine it with the fact that Jaune is not really the most technically gifted person on this team. He's not a finisher. I mean, we, we've done to death the fact that we, we question whether he should be playing on the wing because of his lack of goals over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, to play him as a centre forward, I, it, I think the thing that got me with that, I understand he wanted pace, which is why the other option on the bench isn't a thing, but it feels mm -hmm. weird to put Jaune up top when you've got Claudio Repetto, who is a striker, he is a centre forward, sitting on the bench. But yeah. anyway, yeah, there, there was the explanation. No, and, and like I said, it kind of makes sense because he did want Jonna to exploit kind of getting behind the defense and using his speed. I saw that play happening. I'm like, okay, this could be the start of something. But if you if we're talking about changes and substitutions, I really wanted to see Babu a lot earlier in the game because I felt like once he came in the game, he was able to, and I was surprised to see him up top as well. I don't know. We haven't really touched on that either, but he ended up playing as a left winger for a little bit and then he switched to the right wing and I felt like he played pretty decently and, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him, seeing him up top once again. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on uh, Jai being up top? We did see him on the wing, of course, against Loudon, which if I'm not mistaken is the last time that Phoenix Rising had a lead. Mm. Um, don't entirely... I, we sat down trying to work this out earlier. I feel as though it is that, that is the last time, isn't it? Because they came home, had... Two games they lost one nil. Then they didn't lead against. Yeah, Quinn scored first in that game, though on the ninth minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it, regardless, it, it's somewhere a position we've seen him in before. I feel as though he can provide danger from there. We did see that, and I understand that. I I see it as a position that he's definitely an option for. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel as though. I agree. I feel like the changes came quite late today. Um, there was a need, especially you could tell earlier, perhaps in the second half, that things just weren't quite working in the second half. They felt like they were on the back foot a lot more. Mm -hmm. Felt like they were fa facing a lot more uh, difficulties at the back end of the pitch. And 
quite frankly, they needed some kind of spark to get them going. The first sub we see, of course, James Musa goes off. He took uh, an elbow to the eye by the sound of how Rick described it to me, um, replaced by Luis Sejas. We're going to have to see if he is going to be available on the weekend or if they're going to have to pretty quickly turn to Marcus Fakranis, who um, we'll talk about him, I'm sure, on and the other acquisition that was made today on uh, we've got another show later this week. So we'll touch on them later. But regardless, yeah, you see Sehas comes in. It means that Howley gets to drop back into the defensive line. But it didn't... I mean, look, Luis definitely came out with some energy. Uh, he did run around a lot. He put some pressure on guys. Wasn't necessarily uh, the spark they needed. Uh, they could have done with more. And it felt as though just some of the subs were a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Really, when they they could have been made earlier, um, there was perhaps a feeling that they needed to be made maybe five minutes, ten minutes earlier than they were. Really, yeah, there was a stretch there where I thought Oakland was going to take the lead. Um, I was on Twitter replying to people, and I was like, I, I, I I'm not sure about the a third straight tra- uh, draw. I mean, because it looked like Oakland was knocking at the door, and you know, either through a miss chance or a, a miss pass, they weren't able to really, you know. Uh, tried more on the second half but i was really worried there for a second uh owen before we talk about the positives of uh the game uh i know there's there's a few i think there's a few let's talk about our friends at ogs first so hold on a minute hold on a minute before we move on to the positives okay go ahead (laughs) well you know exactly what i'm hinting at here go for it why why am i going for it you know what i'm hinting at what do you, I don't know what you're hinting at. Go, go. Explain it to me. You're going to go take some OGs and then get on the positive train, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, man, so, yeah, speaking of OGs, uh, real quick, Owen, uh, OGs just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, which is Pina Colada. It's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. If you guys haven't checked out OGs, make sure to visit their website at ogsbrands.com. And you guys can also follow them on Instagram at ogsbrands as well. And also, just a little heads up, you get, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Check them out, OG's Brands. All right, Owen, uh, positive. Oh, let's see. Uh-oh. What All right, so no, there we go. The chat, you have been warned. This is a no-energy vampire zone. I threatened them before. I'm like, if you guys aren't positive, I'm, we're kicking you out. I'm telling Sean to kick them out. So, a little heads up. <laughs> I don't think um, we're going to manage to maintain that one, but okay, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on. So, Ramon, I want to hear your positives first. Kick us off, please. I feel the defense is playing a lot better given the the results that we've seen through third straight clean sheet. Uh, ben Lunt, as always, basically keeping rising in the game uh, <laughs> every every single game. Um, and uh, as far as the defense, that's what I want to focus on, just on them. Uh, like I said, third straight, third straight shutout. So, uh, but on the other hand, they haven't scored either, so kind of doesn't help either. But anyway, that's my positive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to disagree that the defense is improving when you haven't conceded goals for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, the, the problem is, is that they're just not really getting... And I feel they rode their luck at times today. Ben Lund made some great saves, but they definitely rode their luck in defence. There were moments where, you know, just things were taking odd bounces in that penalty area. And if it had gone the other way, it would have mm-hmm. been in the back of the net. Um, it's a tough one. I feel as though, look, it's a nil-nil draw away yeah. from home. 
the third in a row. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, right, other positive. I feel like we just have to shower it on Ben Lund. I'm not. I'm not even. I don't necessarily want to talk about the rest of the defense. Even look. Okay, Darnell King did well getting back a couple of times. Kose, that's one we're going to touch on next, actually. I feel after we touch on Ben Lunt, we need to touch on Kose. But I feel as though Ben Lunt really put in another shift today, uh, really covered his defence. He's behind, as he seems to quite Mm -hmm. frequently do, Uh, which means, of course, that we might as well go ahead and introduce him, Ramon. Uh, Yeah. Ben Lunt is our DraftKings king of the game for this game. Uh, I actually like saying his entire name. That's what it's said. Benjamin Maximilian Lunt, seven saves, one clearance, and then four saves inside the box. He is our DraftKings king of the game for tonight. Is that like the third straight time? I feel I, I feel like it is, right? Um, so, yeah. Put in, put yeah, in which, again, he's, look, he's <laughs> never, as much as we're now on the positive train, I will say that it's never really a positive when your goalkeeper keeps being man of the match, is it? Yeah, not nah, not good. Anyway, the other positive thing, Koze, Koze mm-hmm. will ignore his red card. Um, as you heard Rick say earlier, he's not really sure what it's for. Um, suggestion was a punch. They can't seem to find it on the video. I'm not sure what happened. Obviously, I haven't had access to the footage, so I am. Um, I don't think it was a red card. See, and we're all going to have to wait and see. Maybe it will be appealed. It's possible. We have seen that the the, uh, the committees have been overturning red cards. At, reasonable rate lately so mm-hmm. we'll have to see if he is available for the weekend but he put in one hell of a shift today um and it wasn't necessarily that he was the most creative technical and, and perfect and creative yeah mm-hmm. but he covered so much ground today and yeah. when he was needed to get back in defense needed to track back and win the ball he did it when he was needed up top to be there he just provided presence in the attack he was there so i feel as though we saw i mean rick effectively you know described him as the energizer bunny in the uh post-match conversation we had so look i feel as though we've got to give him some plaudits there again look there's room to improve there always is he's young it's his first professional season well second professional season but last isn't it like his 11th professional game today (laughs) which is pretty crazy last season he played very few because of injury that's the problem he was in and out of injury constantly last year so Mm -hmm. it kind of feels almost like his first professional season because again it's the first time he's getting a real consistent run of games but i feel as though it was a a good improvement from him today uh that showed Mm -hmm. that he really can be relied on to kind of be a somewhat dogged presence in the middle of the park, even if there are still some things to work on. Yeah, I like them as well. 58 touches, uh, accurate passing, 28 out of 33, which is 85% accurate uh, for accuracy. I mean, Uh, ground duels, which is he won 10 out of the 16 he had. So it showed, you know, how much he was putting in the work in the midfield, getting back on defense, you know, making sure that the ball was recovered and keeping – even the midfield as clean as possible. So I, I do admire that. What are your thoughts on Haugli playing in the midfield? I kind of talked about this yesterday where I wouldn't be surprised for him to be there. I didn't think he exceeded expectations, but I don't think he did that bad either. What do you think? He was fine. Um, I don't think he really stood out mm-hmm. in my view uh, over there. So, yeah, I, I, I'll leave it at fine. Um, Better than Kalistri been in there? <laughs> that was my worry. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree on that one. I feel he did a better job in there than Joey Calistri typically does. Uh, we prefer mm-hmm. to see Joey out wide. It's where he's more effective. It's where we want to see him play. But yeah. again, I feel as though Sivert 
it wasn't a bad performance, but mm-hmm. again, it, it wasn't really an eye catcher. I'll leave it at five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Owen, let's talk about uh, our friends at DraftKings really quickly before we continue our post-game show here. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, you guys can use promo code PHNX, and when you make your first deposit, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. So, you know, if you guys, uh, I, I forget the odds that were for the draw yesterday, but could have made some money, you know, if you put, if you put in that zero zero draw on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So, I don't know, but hopefully these draws end, especially with Colorado coming into town. So, we'll see. Um, oh, and looking forward, uh, Arturo might be available for Saturday, which is looking at what happened yep. today with the chance creation in the final third. I feel this is the perfect time for him to be in the lineup. Now, is he going to start? I don't think so. Uh, but if he's in there for a few minutes, maybe in the second half of that game, something could happen. I think he could be that spark that's missing in the midfield uh, for chance creation. He can be. Um, look, you know, we, we've spoken about the fact that you couldn't replace Kevin Lambert today, and I don't think they really did. They did fine, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think they truly replaced what it is that he is able to bring. Arturo mm-hmm. Rodriguez is kind of similar. He's when he's on form, he is the kind of player that just can really, really make a cause problems for a defense in this league. That's that's just who he is. He's it, it can look a little bit erratic at times, but that's almost <laughs> the beauty of it, right? And mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing. You keep a defense second guessing, and they don't really know how to play you. So look, yeah. if he can get back in. I'm not certain, even if we do see him on Saturday, I don't know how he'll look because, of course, it has been weeks, you know, mm-hmm. with a foot injury. He's probably not going to be up to full speed, even playing just, say, 10 minutes at the end of a game. But yeah. it's still a positive sign to see what looks to be him starting to make his return. I'm trying to find the date. The last day he played was the last actual win for last Rising. Win. Which the last win. Over yeah. two months well, around two months ago, two months tomorrow, which yeah, it'll means be two months actually, by the time Colorado comes around, we, yeah, we do need to actually mention the fact there that if we're putting that in, it will be over two months between wins for Phoenix Rising. Hey, I need you to stay positive. So, am I turning into an energy vampire? I'm just saying, you know, just, you're stating a fact, but you're kind of like in that area. So, it's factual, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Look, it. This isn't what we've become yeah. accustomed to watching, and that's why you you see some of the reaction that you do. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. our chat is, I'm sure, is I can't see it. Sorry to the chat. Hi, uh, hello. But I'm currently <laughs> staring at a camera, and the chat is down there on my laptop. So we got I can't BJ really see here. what you guys have been saying. But DJ saying uh, Lambert, Quinn, and Arturo was going to be the midfield combo we needed. Uh, Renee says I'm more concerned about Moose's condition than I am about Arturo's return which is a fair point. Um, so uh, BJ saying Owen's fangs are showing. <laughs> um, yeah, nine wins, uh, nine games without a win. That's over 25% of the season as far as chance. Yeah. Um, we do have to talk about some pretty big news that dropped today <laughs> before the game. Which we'll is we'll Marcus- mention it. We'll mention it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Epps being traded to Tulsa for J.J. Williams. Uh, we'll talk about this more uh, definitely in, in, in the future show, but you know, just your quick reaction to that and how do you see J.J. Williams uh, fitting in with uh, with Rising moving forward? 
I feel as though, look, the way he's been kind of described is he is the target nine that Rising are looking for. Um, again, don't want to get too much into this. I did get the chance to hear about what Rick's kind of expecting from him and from Marcus, who signed on on Tuesday, um, you know, ahead, ahead of today's game. But, yeah, the, the, there's kind of a look that he is, the kind of target nine that they've been looking for, the target nine that Claudio Repetto ultimately didn't turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite what they were looking for. Whereas then Marcus Epps, who's moved on to FC Tulsa, he's just hasn't really quite worked out for him here. It hasn't quite worked out in Phoenix. And you uh, call him they, a bus given what's going on with the rest of the of the guys? Is that is that's the I'm word that I'm hearing? Sure right? you can, I, th- I feel as though that's a little bit harsh. Um, yeah. It's a little bit harsh to kind of put that on one guy in particular. When you mm-hmm. look at the whole squad, has really been struggling to execute. I mean, I don't feel as though he's produced less than, say, a Santi Moa this mm-hmm. season. Uh, it's just that people have more patience, I think, for Santi Moa because he's achieved more with Phoenix Rising in the past. So they're mm-hmm. a little bit more patient with him than they were with Marcus Epps. But, yeah, I mean, Marcus came in as the guy who was initially billed as the kind of successor to, to Solomon Asante. He came in wearing the same number, mm-hmm. uh, playing in his old position. There was all the talk about how, yes, we kind of need to replace Solo by parts. You can't replace him in the hole. But Marcus was a big part of that. And, yeah, yeah. it just hasn't worked out, really. Um, and it felt as though early doors, maybe the writing was on the wall a little bit for that. He got that one goal in San Antonio. You think, okay, maybe things will start to turn around. And mm-hmm. while there have been flashes of, of good, it just didn't quite really turn out the way that they wanted, did it? Yeah, it was, it was tough to watch because we, we knew the quality that he had coming in. Uh, he'd have a, a good game. That San Antonio game, like I remember that shot on target where he got the goal. <laughs> was his first shot of the season. What was that, the third or fourth game of the season? And so that kind of told me a little bit about what was going on. And he would have a a really great game and then just fall off for the next five, maybe pick up an injury, miss the next game, come back, show, you know, his quality, and then just completely, you know, uh, disappear after that. And I think fans and maybe the coaching staff said, you know what, we kind of needed you to step up a little bit more. We're going to try to go in a different direction. And that's probably why they pulled the trigger on this trade. Well, look, at the end of the day, as we said there, we saw his quality in, in spurts. Uh, and so he's clearly got it in the tank. And hopefully just, look, Rising don't have to play FC Tulsa the rest of this season unless <laughs> by some utter miracle both teams end up in the final, which I yeah. highly doubt is going to happen. I'd be surprised to see either one of the teams getting close to the final in the way they've been playing this season. But mm-hmm. look, I, I feel as though it's an opportunity for him to get a fresh start, to hopefully kind of turn things around a little bit himself and kickstart himself back up to what he was when he left San Antonio, which I know some of us weren't fully convinced that he was a true replacement for Solomon DeSante, but San Antonio fans were disappointed when he was leaving. You know, there was a lot of hyping him up when he signed for Phoenix Rising, that he'd been a guy who the fans in San Antonio really liked. And hopefully for his sake, he can get himself back to that kind of a position. For sure, for sure. Um, any word on uh, the two new, well, Loney, uh, Marcus for Krynas, uh, it Will he be available on Saturday, him and JJ Williams, you know? Uh, so in terms of Marcus, it was mentioned we'll have to wait and see whether he'll play a role, partly with James Musa and his situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of JJ Williams, I am told that he flew into Phoenix today. 
Mm. So he is now in Phoenix, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Pat says here, Rising rids themselves of a bad contract. Let's talk about Marcus Epps, possibly as I believe he had a second year in a contract. So he did. Is, um, he did, yes. And uh, Michael says, none of our forwards have done well. It's the system. Um, the hard part uh, of Epps and Hurst is that our service has not been consistent. You can only create on your own so much. BJ um, says, might see a lot of transactions between Rising and Tulsa. Sam Dorr uh, having a connection here. Which is kind of like that was my first thought when this trade kind of went down. Uh, maybe the the connection here kind of helped that a little bit. But uh, oh, and before we wrap up, let's take a quick look at the standings here. So rising with the draw today, uh, move up to or stay actually in tenth place with, with twenty five points. Uh, Oakland stay uh, stays in ninth place now with twenty nine points. And it seems like Las Vegas is losing. Uh, I think Harry was in the chat letting us know it got suspended or something. And the hold on a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, depends whose table. It depends whose table you are looking at. Okay. Uh, because USL tiebreak rules are so strange mm-hmm. uh, in terms Is of the way I think last look, according to the league, yes, RGV okay. were in 11th. Gotcha. Oh, sorry, in 10th. Uh, mm. Phoenix Rising still in 11th. I'm just gotcha. confirming this now. Yes, Rising is still in 11th place got it got it so yeah they (laughs) a a win would have helped out a lot to to get out of that spot but just a bit just a bit so as far as the team with a win with a win rising Mm -hmm. ended today uh two points behind the playoff places Mm -hmm. exactly and sacramento i believe right now is currently playing they're still tied 0-0 117th minute so uh, you know, once we wrap up here, you might catch some of those penalty kicks that are about to happen against Sporting Kansas City. Um, all right, Owen. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, another draw. But here's the thing. It's another point. It's another shutout. You know, defense is doing their thing. Colorado's going to be a, a big test uh, at home on Saturday. If they can get a, a result there, which is not <laughs> hopefully not another draw, and at least some goals, you know, things are kind of looking up a little bit as far as the defense. If the offense can catch up, that's when Rising might be able to kind of get on a groove and 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 see if they can get some points and, and climb up the standing. So any last thoughts on your end? Uh, I tell you what, looking at Colorado Springs' last three games, I'm not expecting a nil-nil draw. Let's put it that <laughs> way. The number of goals being good. Unless they're all out of goals now. Mm-hmm. Unless they are completely out of goals, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's... These all feel very weird. It's too many draws in a row almost by now. We've hit the point whereby you kind of come off it, especially after the results that have been coming prior and say, okay, at least it's not a loss. They did come more of a point. But these really, really need to start turning around because probably especially on a night like tonight against a team where they're in the exact same kind of mix as Phoenix Rising in terms Mm -hmm. of trying to get into the playoffs and right around that kind of playoff line, they really kind of needed to come away with more points tonight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, the month of July is about to wrap up. It's crazy. I, I, I felt like July went really quick because we we're talking about it being the toughest um, out of the entire uh, or a, a really tough month, I should say. But a tie against Orange County, lost at Memphis, tie at Louisville, tie at Sacramento, and then tie uh, against Oakland. So only one loss. Not Not yeah. too crazy, you know? Yeah, but there's not they haven't won since May. 
positive, man. I'm trying to keep it positive. Here. Uh, we're on the positivity still, are we? <laughs> I'm the, you know, they haven't lost in uh, three games, so that's pretty positive. Anyway, all right, y'all. We're going to wrap it up tonight. Owen, uh, you know, uh, have a safe flight home. Hopefully, you don't get any winds or rain or any any crazy stuff happening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was starting to rain as I left Phoenix this morning. So uh, I got um, here and it was nice and dry. Look at that. Um, let's see here. I want to shout out some people. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Michael, we got Renee, D. Goalie, Tyler. We got Durden, uh, Kieran over here. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We know it's a Wednesday night and it's it's kind of late, so we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Devin, BJ, thank you as well. I think I saw Bonnie over here. Yeah, Seymour and 8, thank you so much. But yeah, we will be back, I believe, Friday. We're going to do a preview show of Saturday's game. So join us then as well. Um, and then, of course, we'll see you after the game on Saturday for our post-game show. All right, Owen. Well, thank you so much, sir. We will see you back here. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And I hope you have a great rest of your night. Take care.